Alright. Okay. Take two. Hi. Welcome back uh, to the Flow Podcast. Welcome to episode two, guys. Yeah, it's exciting. Thanks for listening to the first episode. I know, we kind of had a little mini response to our first episode. It was kind of cool and scary. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. And people that we knew, which was a little scary too, but mm-hmm. exciting. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling us what you think. Um, this episode, we're going to be going over our birth charts a little bit using the Shiny Nichols book that I got from a little used bookstore. I feel like we should maybe talk a little bit more about why we wanted to do the flow or like what led up to this because I feel like it's kind of been a long time coming for both of us. Yeah, us growing up as um, internet babies, as you said earlier, that's just kind of where we found like our escape and stuff is like on the internet. That's yeah. where we made friends. Right. We were both homeschooled at one or point. whatever you want to call it at one point, And we both pretty much lived on the internet. Yeah. Those were our friends. That was our community. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, leading up into now where everything is a lot more technologically based, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And there's a lot more freedom with expression and self-being and stuff when you're on the internet. Yeah. I feel like it. it's become such an integral part of not only communication, but, like, yeah, I mean, I guess just mass communication. Yeah, mass communication. Speaking to people and and getting information. Like, it's such... A vast little black hole. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot more freedom and and a lot more people popping up to, like, share their life. And I think that's just super cool. My stomach just crawled. I hope that didn't pick up on the (laughs) Mine crawled a second ago, too. (laughs) Well, we met on the internet, too. Oh, yeah, we did meet on the internet. Everything. So, like, I don't know. A lot of stuff. Just internet-based. I feel like I had more to say about it, but maybe we didn't actually. I don't know. Yeah, and just the internet as like a job, it gives you so much more freedom to like be a person. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is just aligned with like the way we're meant to live our lives and feel called to live our lives. And yeah, I don't know. Communication is a big thing for both of us. Right now specifically, but I think all the time. And like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we both have have been taking in so much information lately that it's nice to kind of like also share it and also get it from other people and like, yeah, just create space. People are just meant to like share their stories. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I feel like that's always the most fascinating content like that's the thing that people are drawn to you know that's youtube is such a big thing because you know those main people because they just like are super like themselves and showing yeah. themselves and everybody that's the most inspiring to me yeah people are drawn i feel like whether they know it or not to authenticity and and i mean being able to see themselves in somebody and like I feel like the more people that put themselves out there, I don't know, like, I feel like it's just a cool thing for kids now to have growing up, like, they get to see all different kinds of people, and, like, we're just seeing a lot of diversity, which is cool, and a lot of people representing. Yep. 
We're representing whatever Something. we are. <laughs> <laughs> Something, a very specific niche brand of person, but I mean, yes I am though. I feel like we, we I just reach feel like a vast audience of people. Yeah, I just feel like we reach like a vast audience. Like I feel like lots of different people could find lots of different bits of themselves in us. Right. Feel like we have things to offer. Yeah. Mm, I guess that's kind of it on that part. Yeah. Should we start our birth charts? I guess so. Okay. This might be a short episode, guys. I mean, they're all gonna. I be feel short like it's gonna take a, a second to get through that, though. That's true. Ready, class. Okay, so now um, we're gonna be going over our uh, sun, moon, and rising signs, basically from the book. Yeah. Um, and kind of explain what that means. Yeah. And what it means to us, specifically, also. Okay, so my sun sign is in Libra. Go figure. I mean, everybody yeah. knows that. I mean, not everybody. Not everybody. Lots of people. But. Okay, so. Um, You're a pretty obvious Libra, I would say. Yeah. It's not a secret. I'm a very Libra Libra. Yeah. And we'll find this out reading this. Right, right. Okay, so. I'm just going to read the little blurb here. In this cardinal air sign that ignites relationships, the sun in Libra strives to find a balance between self and other. Between shapes and sounds, between textures and tones, the sun in Libra is a lovable artist, relater, peacemaker, personal problem solver, diplomat, activist. As a cardinal ruled by Venus, the Libra Libra is here to ignite relationships and aesthetic partnerships. Your sun in Libra shines by being fair, measured, and willing to meet halfway, always weighing how the other person is feeling, what they are needing, or when they are even the slightest bit off. <laughs> you shine being relatable, extending your goodwill, and making life easy for others in times of difficulty. Your sun in Libra helps soothe any discomfort by addressing the imbalance almost instinctually. In Libra, the sun is in its fall, meaning it is in a place that is opposite to where it is applauded and noticed for courage, strength, and bravery, which is Aries. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I, I found that interesting. That. Having the sun in Libra means that you are here to demonstrate you are a diplomat, fair and even-tempered, and open to all sides of the story, but Libra's dependence on being the receiver of others' affections runs counter to the job that... Your son has to set out to do. The son is supposed to express itself no matter the consequences. When the son is in a sign that is overly concerned with how others feel, <laughs> uh, what they might think about you, or how they might find peaceful relations with them, your ability to boldly, your, to be boldly yourself, shining as you see fit, the job of the son may be impended. Your son in Libra will feel every injustice, every slight, every unfair setup, which can sometimes leave you without your own needs met. In pursuit of making a situation seemingly more equitable, do you often lose? Your son in Libra makes you relatable because that is in many ways your job. You attract others through your easygoing nature that most find soothing, if not enticing to be around. When you're disordered, distorted your son in libra can be indecisive people pleasing vain and have a hard time being transparent for fear of having to deal with someone else's upset the son in libra offers incredible gifts of balance harmony and justice but you'll need to learn that it's okay to center your own needs 
in your own life. Wow, that was a little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, that was a little too real. Um, affirmations. Discord is an important part of your growth. I can only truly please myself, so I start there. Um, Discord is an important part of your growth. What is Discord? This. <laughs> what you've been feeling, basically. Oh. Like, just, like, chaos and uncomfortableness and, like... Yeah, so that was um, very extremely super accurate for me being a Libra. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like a super um, balanced beam. Like, I can feel it when anything is off. And... You like to keep things in balance if you can. Yes. It's important to you. I don't know what else I have to say about that. It just explained everything. Yeah. I mean, that's all very accurate to who you are. Also, like, artist, peacemaker, um, lovable. You're very lovable. And you're very, like, calming. Everybody tells you that. That you have a calming effect. Or a healing energy. So that's really very accurate. And it's true. Like, your energy is just balanced. It Like, you feel very, like... Balance. Balance. That's the word of the day, kids. <laughs> the word of Libra. The word of Libra, yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, I feel like you're just a very creative person and you express things more easily creatively. Creatively? Wow. <laughs> Don't know what, <laughs> what that was. Creatively. Okay, I think it's fine. Yeah. You're held there. It's fine. Um, oh, I think it's, yeah, interesting that this, uh... What did it say? Where it's in its... The sun oh, is opposition. Opposition. Or whatever. Opposite to where it's applauded and noticed for its courage and strength. Yeah, and I found that interesting about the Libra is that, like, it's very, like, concerned with how others feel and stuff. And, mm -hmm. like, you need to, like, people please. And when... Uh, when that's, like, your thing and... You, I don't know. The sun is supposed to express itself no matter the consequences, but it's hard for that to happen because Libra. Because balance. Libra. And that's the that's the thing. Oh, we were gonna talk about what the sun means. Which I guess we can do we can do that now. Let's talk about it now. The yeah. sun the sign of the sun is um isn't it like your, it's like your ego, what you, not your ego, but like what you present to the world or your outside body. So like what, your, your life's expression, yeah. your life's work, your life's purpose, I mean. Um, yeah. I feel like in my science case, it's career. Yeah, it based. always says Libra is all about like relationships and stuff like to ignite relationships right. and which like I kind of get and also don't yeah. get because I'm very like <laughs> yeah because talking to people is scary what up um but I think that's true though because I don't know I feel like you how do I say this I feel like you're very <laughs> fucking balanced <laughs> like when it comes to people and like the people that surround you and like you draw people in and like 
because your energy is just so balanced and so like calming and just a good energy to be around. Um, okay, so my sun sign is Leo. For the longest time, like I, I did not like my sun sign. Like I thought I didn't relate to it. I just felt like it was an icky one to have because I felt like it was all about ego. Like I felt like it was all about being the center of attention and like I've never liked that. And like wanting everybody to look at you and like that's never been, that's always been something I've been like nervous about. But I realized that it's more, I like to be seen in a sense that I like to be understood and um, want people to see the things that I do and appreciate them. But like, that doesn't mean I'm like, I want people to be like, wow, look at you. You're so amazing. And I'm like, yeah, look at me. I'm perfect. It's like people actually appreciate me and people just want to be seen and like, you know, loved for who they are and like what they put out into the world, I guess. Accepted. Yeah, exactly. Um, it says in the Northern Hemisphere where the astrological system originated, the sun is the strongest in late July and August. The sun was therefore given dominion over the sign where it produced the most heat. The sun rules Leo. This is its home, its throne, its place of majesty. The sun in Leo has access to all its resources, all its talents, and all its glory. Having the sun in Leo means that you are meant to burn bright. Confidence, eminence, and heart are some of the positive attributes of the sun in this fixed fire sign. Um, so I guess, yeah, going back to that, it was like kind of discovering the difference between confidence and ego, I guess. Because I've always also been very like self-conscious. Or not self-conscious, but like not, I didn't believe in myself. <laughs> Lacked confidence. I don't know. Here your sun shines without shame, gloriously, lavishly, and unabashedly exclaiming itself as the central giver of heat and light. Your sun in Leo needs to celebrate and be celebrated. Royal in your style, your sun in Leo needs to rule something. Though not everyone born while the sun is traveling through Leo will be driven to lead, at the very least, your central mission in life is to find a way to give of your life force and get applauded for it. A Leo unloved can be a dangerous creature. I kind of think that's, like, my favorite little quote, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of true. true but see, I feel it is more like not... I'm dangerous to myself if I'm unloved. <laughs> not, not in that way, but just, like, that's when I'm, like, self-sabotaging and, like, when I feel like I'm not understood or, you know, I don't know. Humans are attracted to light and Leo takes that knowledge and runs with it. Leo is the archetypal performer, the clown who steals our heart with warmth and charisma, passion, love, drama, playfulness, nobility, courage, romance, and exhibitionism are all traits of your son in Leo. When its placement is distorted, it can become egomaniacal, domineering, and self-obsessed. Without the right stage, your son can become bitter, graceless, heartbroken creature whose playfulness gets overshadowed by entitlement. Your son in Leo needs to find the most appropriate uses of its charisma and charm so that self-righteousness gets cut off before it can take root. Using your personality as a vehicle for doing the work that is yours to do in the world is where your son in Leo will lead you toward great fulfillment. So I guess I feel like it makes a lot of sense and I feel like if I was not raised the way I was and like 
with the people and influences that I was, like, raised with, I could see how I could have easily been, like, a more cynical person, you know? And, like, yeah, just, like, not as happy and playful and fun. Because I feel like I kind of, sort of, like, envision you as, like, a little baby lion cub. Uh Uh-huh. You do? Well, especially as, as you're reading that, yeah, yeah. as a Leo, because That's Leo's lion, like a little Disney yeah. thing, like playful and joyful right. and like whatever, and you just want to be understood, but if someone doesn't love you, then you're going to be like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <gasps> Me? Yeah. And I feel like I've kind of had to learn how to like deal with that, I guess, like know that I, I'm not for everybody and that's okay, but like that doesn't mean I shouldn't still be who I am. Yeah. So. But I do always kind of picture you as, like, a little Disney character of your own. That's true. You did tell me that. I think that's so cute. I love that. I do kind of feel like that sometimes. Um, so, yeah, basically my affirmations are I'm allowed to love the applause I receive, which is something that I feel like I've been getting from my spirit guides a lot and, like, just a lot of messages of like it's okay to like to be heard and understood and appreciated I guess um and then I honor my energy by finding joyful ways to joyfully express it on the stages that are most appreciative of it and I also feel like that ties into this a little bit you know like finding my little group of people that's gonna appreciate it your soul tribe. Yeah. I just want friends that all appreciate each other. That's all. <laughs> We're just out here trying to vibe. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so like, your sun sign is the way that you express yourself and the way that you interact with the world, I guess. You know? It's very helpful in how you like present yourself and knowing how things affect you, I guess. How the outside world affects you and how you affect it. We'll talk about our moon sign now. Let's see. Moon is your um, emotional self. Your inner self. Oh, did we want to talk about our houses? Oh, yeah. Explain we can just say what house it's in. I don't know if I have oh, anything right, to right. say past okay. that, really. So, mine is... Um, my son is in the 10th house of yeah the 10th house of career and public goals which I guess is why I relate the sun to career um because for me it is and yeah well mine's in the sixth house of work and health oh yeah see so and I feel like because you're such a relationship person and like I'm such a I just want to share person that's why this kind of work suits is us perfect for us and, and made for us. to us and yeah anyway part of it there's so many reasons why but okay so moon sign yeah moving on go ahead you can go first so my moon sign is also a libra <laughs> that's how fucking libra yeah, i am you're the most libra libra <laughs> i'm literally the most libra libra um my so my moon i guess it's the same my moon sign is also in libra and in also the sixth house of work and health oh, because wow. that's libra that's what i'm saying like because that is libra yeah got it 
literally. That's crazy. Moon in Libra needs to create beauty, bring peace, and partake in pursuit of justice daily. The This moon is acutely aware of when things are out of balance. Acutely, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the discord of injustice is felt deeply. Part of its self-soothing strategy is to put things back into harmonious relationship. Be with thought, colors, sounds, textures, words, or in partnerships with others. This moon provides emotional temperament of, of a peacekeeper. You are adept to establishing connections and making others feel witnessed and extending yourself out to those in need. You get your needs met and part of being likable. However, when your emotional needs are reliant on being in a partnership with others, you can experience a lot of anxiety when necessary and needed conflict arises. You might be so sensitive to disagreements that you contort yourself into all manner of shapes to compensate. Having a difficult time confronting the people you love is part <laughs> is, is par for, the, for course. the course with this moon. So is feeling plagued when forced with need to choose between options, people, or main courses at dinner. <laughs> uh, uh, reminding yourself to prioritize your needs above above all else should be a daily practice. You may have had a parent or caregiver who had a hard time dealing with confrontation, someone who was overly concerned with appearance or who was extremely likable and social. You might have also learned how to be a to be pleasing to make up for their lack of tact. <laughs> You're like, sorry mom, doesn't mean it's you. <clears throat> so yeah, that was also very accurate. Yeah. Um I feel like you needed to read all of this right now. Because I've read all this before. I know. And I just, but we had a very uh, on-the-nose thing. That <laughs> yeah. All of it is very um, on-the-nose for everything. Yeah. And it explains why a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> like, why communication is so hard. Yeah. Because you're just constantly trying to, like, keep the peace. Not keep the peace, but, like... Have a perfectly balanced, harmonious relationship. Mm-hmm. And you gotta do get your emotional needs met too. Same thing is just just really working hard for me. Yeah. Especially it. if it's like, I don't know. I just don't like hurting people or upsetting people. Right. And I feel like even if you know you're not going to, there's still that thought. This really explains a lot. <laughs> Um, so, the moon sign was my emotion, yeah, so that explains my emotions and how... Your physical and emotional needs, basically. Yeah. Okay, cool, your turn. Disagreement is a part of the peace process. My turn. Wait, so yeah, your moon is in Virgo. Yes. And what house, do you know? Oh, did you want to do your house? We didn't do your house for your moon. It's work and health. Oh, right, yeah. I'm just saying it. Mine is... Uh, community, patrons, and good fortune. So. 11th house. The, of yeah, friends. The 11th house of friends, community, patrons, and good fortune. So, community. Um, the moon generally does well in Virgo. Comfortable in the coolness of this earth sign, in Virgo the moon nurtures life and others through being of use. This is why I always need to feel useful. <laughs> It creates safety and belonging by working hard, learning, developing its skills, being of service, digesting information, and analyzing data. 
Virgo needs to clean, clear, organize, purify, and have things in proper working condition as a way of emotionally regulating. Um, I'm learning this. A little decluttering of the mind, body, or home can go a long way for the moon in Virgo's nervous system. A Virgo mood needs ritual. Also learning that. Doing a lot more of those, and it's very good. It may or may not need to be consistent, but the process of refining anything can be soothing to the soul. Because this moon is adept at critique, if and when that energy gets turned in on itself or those around it, the results can be disastrous. Virgo distorted will tear things apart in search of a solution, ending mm. up with nothing but hurt feelings in <laughs> an overly scoured system. <laughs> it's true. And I'm always, like, super forking hard on myself. Like, when I get hard on myself, I'm, like, critical. I just need to know, yeah, reasons and, not reasons, but, like, solutions for things. You may be obsessed with trying to find perfection, denying yourself the right and the beauty of being human. Learning how to channel this energy towards skill development and the rituals that keep you cleansed of self-criticism is your life's work. See, I feel like this part is really important and something I'm really learning is like I mean I've always loved learning and like developing new skills but also like I really need rituals and I really need things to keep myself cleansed of self-criticism I was trying to see how they worded it but yeah I need to do that a lot to because I feel like this kind of also turns into you needing a whole bunch of self-care for like yourself yeah, for you true. to be in properly working right, order right like emotionally yeah which makes sense because I'm an emotional little bean <laughs> since Virgo is so attuned to what doesn't work your moon is especially adept at understanding the rhythms systems and ways in which healing naturally occurs you may have a parent or caregiver who was health conscious, well versed in the healing arts, introverted, overly critical, or unable to accept themselves. We'll let her figure out which ones they are. If the latter is the case, you may want to consider how this has impacted your own sense of self. I'm allowed to make mistakes, learn and try again. My emotions don't have to be understandable to be acceptable, but Leo's, you just want to be understood. So like, it's a little hard. But, but that's also true. But that's also true, and I have learned that. That's and I, yeah, I'm the only one that has to understand them. What special gifts do you have for understanding herbs, natural ways of healing, healing modalities, or different ways of cleansing the mind, body, or emotional system? I think I really am maybe a green witch. I've been dabbling in the different little like types of witchcraft and like um, researching them, but I've always just instinctually felt like a green witch. But I'm also definitely a neurodivergent witch, which I didn't know existed. But it's someone who uses rituals and spells to, like... Because they do really help with, like, ADHD. And they're becoming a special interest, so... <laughs> I guess in that sense it helps with the autism. So we're doing the ascendant sign now, which is the rising sign. And it is your motivation for life and is the steer person of your ship. It's the steer person of your ship is basically the person in control, I think. Okay, so my ascendant sign, my rising sign is Taurus. Here's what that has to say. Um, if your ascendant is in the fixed earth sign of Taurus, you'll want to be known for your ability to stabilize available resources in order to make something beautiful and long-lasting out of them. Your Taurus ascendant knows how to bring beauty into form, ruled by Venus, planet of love, relationship, connection, pleasure, and people-pleasing. 
back with the Venus energy and the relationships mm-hmm. and the people pleasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gets me in every section. It really does. Uh, Taurus knows how to build a love nest that lasts. Aww. Ruling the Thank neck, you. throat, shoulders. Your Taurus ascendant may want these areas especially adorned with kisses, intoxicating Ooh. elixirs, or bedazzling jewels. Shout out uh, to, to my your mom's mom. jewelry. I'm wearing some earrings, wearing some necklaces. Mm-hmm. My mom has a jewelry line called Love Glory Jewelry on Etsy. Go check it out. Um, Taurus's fixed nature makes you known for your stubbornness, but also your ability to ground and manifest potential that uh, passes others by. Your Taurus ascendant will remind you and others how to enjoy the simple pleasures of life. The sway of a tree branch, the sway of a hip, the sway of a sweetheart. <laughs> Aww, that's literally so cute. I love Taurus. What the heck? Taurus is here to produce what it can from the land that it's is its life cultivating good conditions for future growth over many seasons. When distorted, your ascendant can trick you into thinking it's safer to try and control, possess, and f- or force life into a certain direction. Taurus is slow to anger, but once you've been pushed to your brink, your raging is bull hard to rein in. I was telling my mom when she was having issues with work and stuff that mm-hmm. like I've only ever been like super super angry where I'd want to like yell at them and like chew them out like two or three times really yeah but other than that it's like really hard to like kind of I mean it's like kind of easy to make me mad sometimes but like not like angry not like angry not like mad mad not like mad mad you know yeah I've only been like mad mad at like two people what was the the Nick Jonas show. I don't get angry. I've never been angry in my entire life. Nick Jonas show? Yeah, remember on YouTube, Nick and Joe? Hi. Um, oh. Yeah. That vaguely sounds familiar. I can't remember how he says it in the beginning. I used to have it memorized. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. What's yours? Um, Mine is... I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I do. Duh, it's Scorpio. Because I was, like, ragging on Scorpio energy, and then I was like, oh, I have big Scorpio energy. I surprisingly have a lot of Scorpio in my, like, regular chart, but I think it's more prominent if you have, like, one of the main ones, right? But I do have just, like, a lot of Scorpios. So So it's still there and prominent. Which is also weird. Yeah, right? I feel like like neither of us were, but, like, this makes so much sense. Um, Yeah, I really didn't dive that much into Rising Sign until reading this book. Like, I knew I was a Scorpio, but, like, I didn't really understand what it meant as a Rising Sign. Okay. Scorpio, the fixed water sign, is famous for its ability to penetrate even the strongest of surfaces, reaching far below the obvious into... (laughs) I'm not gonna do it. Into the unknown territory of a situation. I was gonna sing it like Frozen, but I'm not gonna. (laughs) Ruled by Mars, the warrior, the spear, the weapon. Having a Scorpio ascendant means that you'll be motivated to get to the truth, no matter what is in your way. Um, most likely you'll be known for being strategic, patient, perceptive, powerful. 
I also feel like I didn't realize how much power I had until reading all of my signs. Not to bring the Leo out, but able to wait until what you want to what you want makes its way to you. Your reserves of emotional strength are undeniable. They've have to be if you are to carry out your mission. Immovable once you've made up your mind, your Scorpio ascendant gives you the strength. Never doubt your decision. Um, powerful enough to demolish anything that gets in its way, Scorpio energy is relentless in its efforts. No trial is too great. Its resilience is unmatched. Its intensity is unwavering. This is quite possibly why you don't make decisions impulsively. Oh, I was thinking about that. Because I do a lot. I'm like a very impulsive person. I think that's the Leo in me. Leos are more impulsive. Um, but like big decisions are very, very hard for me. Like I literally have to list all the pros and cons and like, it's hard. Um, once on course, good luck to anyone who tries to divert you. Stubborn doesn't even begin to explain your staying power. Ruling your organs of reproduction and elimination. Scorpio isn't phased by the kink of any imagination, down to explore the possibilities of power and playfulness. Scorpio has a reputation for its sexual magnetism, but that kind of stereotyping generally misses the mark. Scorpio often acts as a portal of transformation for others because it's comfortable with discomfort. Scorpio isn't afraid of the process of change. This intensity is alluring and alarming to others. Whether or not Scorpio is aiming to be, it makes a strong impression, if nothing else. The sordid ear ascendant is capable of destructive and obsessive self-sabotage. You can turn your back on what you need most to prove a point. Unforgiving, Scorpio distorted would rather survive the harshest of conditions than give in to its opponent. That's kind of true. <laughs> to prove a point, you may notice that you aren't afraid to suffer, perhaps feeling too comfortable doing so. Quite often, Scorpio becomes the repository for all that we fear, but really it is this energy that helps us challenge, work through, and ultimately overcome those fears. I direct my energy toward the people and places that appreciate its power and impact. That's the same as my Leo, pretty much. Not the same, but like, putting my energy where yeah. it's gonna be appreciated. Yeah. I respect my strength by allowing myself to also be vulnerable. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like Scorpio as a rising um it explains a lot i feel like the intensity of me as a person and also like i am pretty stubborn when it comes to like proving a point oh the because house also just trying to prove a point and like be acknowledged and recognized that you're valid and yeah your thoughts are valid right and i have to be understood yo and you have it's my to be life's understood. purpose Y'all don't understand. <laughs> oh, and the ruler of my ascendant is Mars, which I really like because Youngblood and David Bowie both have songs about Mars. Because it goes Mars as ruler for Aries rising, Scorpio rising, then Mars in Aries or Scorpio, and then Mars in Scorpio specifically. But I guess I'll just read a little bit of it. When Mars is the ruler of your ascendant, your life's direction is steered by passionate, driven, sometimes aggressive, and generally courageous sentiment. Um, with Mars in the planet of char in charge of steering the direction of your life, you will be demonstrating your ability to tackle difficult circumstances with a great amount of energy and desire. Uh, yeah. And then you have to, like, look at your Scorpio to tell you what the 
names are, but that's my stuff. My sentence in the, uh, Venus. If you have a Taurus or Libra ascendant, Venus is its ruler. When Venus is the ruler of your ascendant, your life's direction is steered by the planet that seeks love, beauty, and pleasure. The sentiment of your sun or moon might be contrary to Venus's desires, but if the planet of love connection steers the direction of your life, you'll find ways to oblige. You're, you honor Venus when you seek pleasure, beauty, and bonds. The Venus, the sign Venus will tell you the specific style in which you pursue, pursue these things and ultimately feel expressed in your life. Like every planet, Venus does especially well in uh, some signs, struggles, and others, but fairly neutral in the rest. Below, okay. <laughs> He's aggressively done. A little bit. Um, that was a lot of words and a lot of stuff to take in. I don't know, basically, we've both just really felt how accurate and real and how much everything really is just planets and because and everything is connected to everything yeah. and the planets explain literally everything yeah and i'm gonna aggressively need to be balanced bitch and i'm gonna aggressively, you're an aggressively need, to be need to be seen, <laughs> seen and understood, understood yeah bitch <laughs> It's true. So. Oh, that's so true. It's really true. Like, yeah. She's very accurate to us. Like, completely. It's ridiculous. Like, we'll link the website. You can go to her website and get your chart. I've done it other places, but, like, I don't know. I, feel I like, like this one. I feel like it, it is the most accurate. Because I feel like I've gotten some different readings on different things. But, but it explains everything just really well, like, yeah. easy to read and understand, and especially with this book, I don't know, it just makes it even easier to understand, and you can kind of go through your whole thing and read it, and... Yeah. And connect all the dots, basically, because, like, I don't know, I feel like I only understood some parts of astrology, but, like, this explains everything, the aspects, everything, like, and you can connect it all, and it makes a lot of sense. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure, but... For your life. With your, yeah, for your life, with your birth chart. To tell you who Except you are. Except it's not a choose your own adventure. It's you were born for it's, that adventure. <laughs> it's find out what oh. adventure the stars gave you. I guess in this kind of book, when you're looking through it, it's like a choose your own adventure. That's what I mean. Okay. Because you go from section to section. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's kind of it. Like, but yeah, we'll link the thing. We kind of want to, if you guys want to, like, share your birth charts with us, that's cool. Um, or want to know more about stuff, if you have questions and don't want to get the book, I'm really like, I don't know, this book is amazing, and I'm really interested now, and I want to just learn everything about everything, and I feel like I'm getting more knowledgeable about the signs, so if you have questions. Side note, this book only goes through your sun, moon, and rising. If you want to know everything right. else, this book is not really going to explain it, but go to the website and, and it'll give you all your planets. And there's little blurps on there that'll kind of explain it, but I mean, the birth chart is just something, it's 
goes very, very in deep. And even, like, this person said, like, she had been talking to, like, astrologers and stuff, like, her entire life. And, like, has had a million different people read it. And even still, it took, like, a different person to read the chart and, like, 20 years later or some shit to, like, understand certain things. So. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I guess that's kind of it. Right, it's like you can look at it a million times and still see something different every time. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for, I mean, yes, I hope you enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening and watching. Um, if you have any other ideas of topics you would like to hear, let us know down yeah. below. Um, check or out send us book. Instagram DMs. Yes, or that. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Um, yeah, check out the book. Have fun finding out your birth charts if you don't know them yet. Um, huh? It's just literally, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. yeah, thanks. Okay, bye? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, bye. Okay. <laughs>